0: You're listening to PodcastJuice.net
1: She believed in fairy tales and princes He believed in jazz, rhythm, and blues And this thing called...
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Podcast Juice. This is the Prince Podcast This is your boy, Michael Dean Enjoyed today by Mr. QStorm How are you, sir?
2: Well, I just finished listening to the uh, podcast And I'm getting my Jihan on today
0: here we go. And I jo- love like his accent uh, I got it You got some accent I don't know if it's your husband <laughs> <laughs> uh, And up next we have uh, One of our uh, great listeners And he's a big contributor on uh, Facebook He's got a lot of great stuff I Actually I think you have a blog too Which we'll get into uh, Mr. Rocca how are you sir
1: oh, I'm doing pretty good I uh, just uh, Conserve my energy before I go to work So uh I'm I'm totally uh I'm in kind of half sleep mode
0: but I'm still conscious. All right, well, I'm going to need you to turn up as they say. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. All right, all right. Uh and real quick, uh, I know that you have a blog. Can you give us the uh, name of that blog and where we can find it?
1: Sure. Uh the name of the blog is net. It's my take on uh uh, african american music and culture um i've written articles that talk about the good bad and the ugly of of not just American music but you know uh music around the world what's going on in current events okay and uh i haven't been i haven't written an article and posted it in a couple of weeks uh mainly because of work but
0: I'm All right, now. Like now you're telling on yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I'm. I got to get back to uh, working in like a job. Yes, sir. All right. Well, we appreciate it. All right. So, what we want to talk about today is uh, Prince had the live event last night on uh, YouTube. Excuse me, on Yahoo, uh, and uh, very much anticipated. Uh, I was able to watch the whole thing. I believe Raka, you saw the whole thing. Actually, uh, shout out to everybody we had a live uh sort of chat uh you know thread going on uh, facebook last night and everybody was commenting uh as it was going that was hilarious and fun uh shout out to man tobias even came through uh who helped me start this podcast nine years ago he was on there so it was it was a great time shout out to everybody that was on there um so anyway this is the live event now q storm you actually watched a sort of edited version uh of this i do believe I do believe that the uh, Yahoo still has it, the full thing, streaming for for a few more hours. Uh, so you can check it out there. And, of course, the internets will not let you down. Um, I know some people have already sent me links when I woke up this morning. Like, Here, you can download the whole thing. So it is out there. So let's get into that. I want to start this off because <clears throat> I, know, I know where the conversation is going to go <laughs> in, terms, in terms of this this thing. I want to say this. Here's what I took from that show as i thought about it i see prince i'm having some mic situations i see prince and what he's doing in my opinion i think now he has positioned himself to be the teacher and to be sort of the mentor to some young talent right and here's the thing that really got me when i was, i watched and i thought about this the part where they're in their studio and young brother Joshua is at the boards and you know he's got his laptop up and, and Maya's there and they're, they're you know, playing some music and they're talking about working in the studio and whatnot. I had to stop and think. I said, you know what? Who did that for Prince when he was coming up? Who was able to have a big complex like this for a brother and say, hey, man, come on in. You know what? I'm one of the... Uh, icons of the game. I'm going to put you on. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to do your thing. Let me teach you the game. Let me give you, you know, the the uh, ethic. At least let me show you my work ethic and how we get down. And this is what you're going to have to do to, one, come into my domain. And to, two, shine and do your own thing. I have to give a mad respect that Prince has sort of got himself in a situation where he's, let me get these kids... And let me bring them in to what I'm doing and let me open it up and let them play and let them do their thing. And I'ma, you know, co sign this. You know, we can argue and we will talk about the quality and, you know, all this other stuff. But the fact that this brother, he's older, you know, Prince's older brother. He's what, fifty six? You know, he's he's elder statesman in the game. He's been around the world, he done done it. We all know he's 30, 30 what, thirty four albums deep, right? So, I have to give him mad juice <laughs> that this is what he's doing. You know, uh, what's the other? Uh, Winfield, the, the young uh, sister that was singing with him. Uh, Third Eye Girl. You know, we've seen constant uh, artist support like this, but I have to say, you know what? It, it's a lot for a dude in his position to bring in some young people and guide them in this situation. You know, that was the biggest takeaway I took from this. And I had to say, you know what, it all sort of makes sense what he's doing for better or for worse. Or, you know, does this compare to the older albums? You know, that's not even the question. It, it doesn't. It, and it couldn't. But when was the last time we've ever seen something like this? Did, did we ever get to see like a James? Do we ever see a Sly or Stevie or any some of these greats? Pull in the young dudes, and I'm sure they did, but here we're getting to this, see. This, this is Prince's turn to do it. And the cool thing is that he has a platform, right? He has Paisley Park Studios, where it's like, yo, we ain't got to go to the studio dude over here or the video company. Yeah, we got it all right here, fam. I, I got this. This is my shit. Come on in here. And, you know, it was, we had to, I had to stop and think. There was the part when they were talking about Third Eye Girl. And the the one guy, I think he was an engineer, I can't remember his name, and he was like, I'm gonna play you the video of them doing Plectrum Electrum, which is in fact the studio version. And he was like, Yo, they was in there for ten to twelve hours daily. This is what we this is what we do. I had to stop and think, I said, you know what? He's in there working these people ten or twelve hours. You know, what do you, you gotta ask yourself, what do you give ten or ten ten or twelve hours doing? Most of us are going to our job, right? working on somebody else's situation. And that's a blessing, but they're actually working. They're putting it down. I I have to give them credit for that. That's that print school of like, yo, we're going to be in here for the next six months or however long it takes before we get this shit Right. So at least he got them young musicians in there going through the trenches with a taskmaster. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you will do this, this," you know, And, and he's probably going hard on them, which is good. Same thing with the real quick, same thing with the brother uh, Josh. At least he is standing with the master, and the master can sit there and say, Nah, nope, yeah, okay, oh, okay. And then putting some faith in and building the young man up. Yeah, you know what? Go ahead and run with that. For a person like Prince to be able to do something like that, that does speak a lot. Now, I know Q Storm, you have something to say. Go ahead.
2: Well, uh, I just wanted to address something that you said, which was interesting. Um, and for me, um, it was like a refreshing to see Prince kind of not, not bow down to the younger generation, but <clears throat> to be so collaborative mm-hmm. with these young cats that are coming up. But you mentioned something about you, you kind of take the, take the attack that it's Prince saying, look, I'm going to put you in the game. Uh, come learn from me, which I'm sure, I, you know, no doubt that's that's a major element. But I wonder if it's more so Prince <clears throat> saying I need to update my sound, I need to see what's happening out there in the world today, um, and I I wonder if that's the case because after listening to your uh, excellent uh, podcast about the um, Artificial Age uh, album, by the way, check that out. Uh, A lot of you guys were saying that songs like um, the first song, Artificial Cage, and a few of the other songs sounded like uh, funk and roll, sounded like Prince trying to say, I can do this stuff, young people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look at me as still, you should see me as relevant today. So I wonder if if he's doing that, not just to be a mentor, but also to say, to feel like he needs to... Uh, uh, put uh, plant his flag in the younger generation, which I don't think he has to do because he's Prince, but I wonder if that's part of it.
0: it. It could possibly be, and I and I don't doubt it. You know, he said in interviews that you know I like to surround myself with you know younger people. It gives me inspiration, it gives me energy. So I mean, obviously, all of that comes into play. I mean, I think it is in, it is a uh, in service to him just as much it is it is to them, right? I think all of them are gaining something. Out of this and have reasons why, you know, they can do this. And I would imagine for him, yeah, even probably having a pretty girl is a motivation uh, to do good stuff as well. So, uh, alas, to have some younger people. Raka, what do you what do you think of this? Uh, let's get into some of the um, observations from the program itself. And also, real quick, let me say this: Shameless, might she was the host of the event. Was it the best hosting? Or even no. a mediocre hosting? No, it wasn't that good. No, but I will just say this: it 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 seems as if she was sort of thrown out of her element. I've never seen her host an event before. I've actually had seen her previous to this. Um, I used to watch her tutorials on YouTube. She's a, obviously a very good uh, video editor, and uh, I think she's like a makeup artist or fashion thing or something. But I just happened to randomly find her months ago. Cause I wanted to learn about shooting video on YouTube. And she had um, this one about lighting and how to do it with not so much money. And I actually learned something. So she was a teacher in my opinion. Yeah, that's how I came to know her. Just happened to hear that she was doing this thing with Prince. So I was like, wow, this small world. So I can imagine she is not a super Prince fan, right? She's young, <laughs> probably not into princess music. Like we are, I would imagine. So she's not going to have the history yeah, she's gonna walk in there and be like, uh, "Larry Graham, that's uh, Miles." And Miles that- Davis. Miles Davis. I mean, that was just wildness. And uh, but, and and I will say this: Does it give her a pass? No. But what it does say is that you know what? She was hired to do a job, and when you got a problem with the job, you go and talk to the man who's cutting the checks and made the decision. And that man was Prince, not her or whoever else. Right? This always still his show. With that said, though. Let it go, so I mean not to, no let's get into it, so go ahead, Rocker. what did you what's your takeaway on this uh, program
1: <clears throat> i'm going to use a football analogy I, in the last five years, the quarterback has been used as a dual threat, using the read option the read option is where the quarterback he uses the illusion that he's going to keep the ball to gain yardage and to fool the defense. And once the defense is full, he throws you know, a, a 60 yard-long pass for a touchdown. And I think for Prince, he wants to serve as a mentor to young musicians, singers, and artists, but he also wants to reclaim his prominence in pop music. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. For the longest time, I think he has always vacillated between being a cult artist with a niche following that will buy releases of music that is obscure and obstinate. You know, News, Rainbow Children, C-Note, these are albums that are not very uh, friendly, they're not, casu- they're not friendly to casual music listeners. And I think he got tired of releasing music that he felt uh, very uh, dear to him, but it didn't get the acclaim that he felt that it deserved. And I think he's an artist that, as much as he may abhor uh, critics or uh, journalists' views on his persona and his career, he thrives on attention, and I think he made Artificial Age with the intention of making an experimental album, but also making an album that will be appealing to younger people in a younger demographic.
0: Okay.
1: And and well, what did
0: you think? I, of, let uh, me let me ask you this specifically: What did you think of the uh, show last night?
1: I, like, I actually liked uh, the uh, new Power Generation Quartet set the most, mainly because I liked the musicality of that group. They were ultra-professional, highly rehearsed, but yet it was still improvisational. And I just, that is the kind of musicianship that I wish he would stick with. And when you contrast that with Third Eye Girl, I love Third Eye Girl as a concept. I love Third Eye Girl as a band and as a philosophy. But the way that they looked, they looked like they just got up on stage and did a perfunctory performance just to satisfy people that wanted to see them. And it didn't look like the heart was into it. They were more, they looked like they just wanted to chill, talk about, you know, their fashion, talk about their experiences, you know, working with Prince. But, uh, the Third Eye Girl set was stunningly mediocre. Um, I did like, uh, Prince and Led Warfield performing a duet of, Thankful and thoughtful. I thought that was
0: yeah, that was dope.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I absolutely love that. Um, to me, me uh, vocally, Prince and Live Warfield were great. And me on there's nobody alive, not even Sly himself, that can sing with the same soulfulness that is contained on Fresh. But that band they cannot play funk, they cannot play they cannot serve that music justice and I and to me I think for girl they are narrowly defined, they are a rock band, they play rock music as well as any band you know on the scene right now but I would not want to see them playing the hits If, if Prince took I girl and did an arena tour, playing in Madison Square Garden, Phillips Arena, Palace of Auburn Hills. I would, I would still go, but I would be so critical of it that it would take away from the entertainment.
0: All right, so let me. I'm gonna cut you right there. Let me go to uh, Q Storm Q, and you, know, you saw sort of an edited version. And your background is in video production. Uh, what did you think of this?
1: <clears throat> well,
2: let me just, uh, in all transparency, um, I watched the first. I'm going to say ten minutes. I I, um, I got. I saw the actual stream this morning, uh, like the uh, the archive. I got to the point where the young lady uh, was interviewing third eye girl in the um, in the green room I'm going to call it the, the uh conference room and there there were fans there and up to that point I thought it was a video abortion um I I I don't know under what conditions maybe maybe Prince did the same thing he did when he videotaped when he wanted to take the uh Alphabet Street video he called some people up at the last minute they came out with their 5D cameras, which, have, which are beautiful cameras. I own one, um, but they, have, uh, they, they allow for a shallow depth of field. They give you a certain look that people are clamoring for nowadays, independent filmmakers are clamoring for where things are, uh, go vastly out of focus very quickly uh, in the background if you're focused on your foreground or, or vice versa, and it gives it a very <clears throat> very soft film look. I think that was totally the wrong call. I, I, when I want to see a live performance, if I want to see a video, excellent, that works. I want to see, I want to, I want the feel. And this is something that they teach or they used to teach. You know, you want that live, like you are there, feel. You want to shoot it on clean video. You don't want all, you I, I just think they used the wrong equipment. They lit it horribly. Then they went into the, um, then they went into the, um, the the, the uh, control booth, and uh, <clears throat> the engineer. I assume he was the engineer. He played a video that they of them doing an acoustic set, and it was horrible. It was. It reminded me of that when Duff's cry segment in the uh, Syracuse purple rain performance on VHS. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was horrible, and then you when, know.
0: When you say it's horrible, you mean the song they're playing, or no, what? no, no. Oh.
2: The, the, you asked me from from a video standpoint, right?
0: I'm what, talking about. From, what, yeah, Go ahead.
2: From a video production standpoint, I couldn't see them because of some weird, cheap 1975 toaster effect that they had in the middle of the screen. You couldn't make them out. And then, you know, the host, beautiful young lady, but I don't know why Prince would put his brand into her hands if she had no experience uh, hosting anything. And to me, it it reflects on Prince, like you said, that she walked down that hall and basically shit on, you know, music history. I I don't understand why he would why he wouldn't vet her just because she can take good photos doesn't mean she can host a live show on Yahoo, which is seen being seen all over the globe now. So I stopped watching and I saw your edited version, which I guess there's a lot more to see. I am going to see if I can find it where I can control the 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 pace of the video. But I have to agree with Raka. Um I I just listened to that album again last night on my way home from Jersey and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I would go, I'm not that into rock. I can appreciate good rock. And I like some rock acts, I like some rock songs. I've never been to a rock concert. If they were to do a show around in, in the area, even as far as New York, which is a couple hours from me, I would go see them. But after seeing that performance, I I only saw the first two songs on on your edited clip. I agree with Rock on 100%. It just seemed like they were contractually obligated, which they were, but it seemed like they really put in a lackluster performance. The music sounded good, but there were a lot of dead spots. Even Prince seemed like, well, I have to do this because... I committed to doing this or something. He just didn't seem into it. And the show kind of got pumped up a little bit when the rapper came out. I wasn't that thrilled with his rap, but at least there was some energy on the stage. And then uh, it, <clears throat> it cut out at that point. So I was a little disappointed in, again, the music was fine, but the, the energy, you know what I'm saying? The, the electricity just wasn't there for me on that performance.
0: Yeah, I think the whole energy, I mean, the crowd was not like as enthusiastic as I would expect it to be. (laughs) I'm like, damn, you're in Paisley Park. You know, this is like a special show. And it was just kind of just sitting there watching. And even like when there was no music going on, everyone just kind of quiet and just standing there and, you know, waiting for it. It wasn't like just people going crazy and stuff. I think it's both ways. One, the crowd obviously can hype up uh, the entertainers, but then the entertainers have to bring the energy regardless, right? I know that's well,
2: not I, I was wondering maybe it's, maybe they didn't have microphones on the on the mics. Maybe the crowd wasn't mic to get some of that uh, crowd noise.
0: No, you could hear people when they said something. Well, you can but oh, then you couldn't hear. You know, you could obviously hear they weren't saying anything because you could hear them when they was screaming and stuff. But
2: well, the, I'm just saying that may have been bleed from into the performers' mics that you heard, so you would hear that. But I'm saying, you know, like on on the average concert video, you would mic the crowd so you can hear. That they're roaring through the performance. They're into the performance. You can hear them cheering
0: through right. the performers. Well, and no, make- you can see them too. Obviously, they were just standing there, like, okay. Some people, you know, somebody would yell out something, na 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 you know. Right, right. But yeah, it was just like a dead crowd, you know. It's like, okay. I don't know if they'd just been there many times and it was no big deal, but you're right. The whole thing, in terms of the performance, uh, it just wasn't up to snuff, kind of what you expected from a Prince performance.
2: Um, yeah but and he 's trying to promote these albums. This is the time when you need if, if this is the first t- well this is the, my first time seeing uh Pletcher, uh third eye girl perform and you want to grab me you, i mean you 've already got me just on GP. I got you i got both your albums I had the preview albums, but I still went on bottom man but you still want to grab you want to bring you want to bring everyone into this so this is the performance where we 're seeing you. And your band after you put out these badass CDs, you you got to keep bringing it.
0: Yeah. You know, the other thing is, too, like, we don't know what happened after the cameras went off. You know, they may have played for hours. Uh, the other part, too, though, this happens like what an hour or so into that broadcast. I would imagine most casual people probably sort of tuned out by the time it got to that, because there was a lot you had to kind of go through. So I don't know how much it would really affect anything in terms of, you know, non-hardcore Prince fans are going to watch it, the whole thing, regardless, right? Uh, in terms of the mainstream, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much this would really affect them. To, to, they sat through and watched something like this, personally. Even you know, like enough. my girlfriend, I us say my girlfriend was in here with me, and, you know, she knew it was coming on because she knew I was going to watch it. She had no interest and watching all that other stuff that happened before, like she left the room. And then even when the Prince came on, you know, and they started playing, she was like, uh, I'm a Prince fan, but I, I ain't, nah. <laughs> Cause it ain't what she wants. You know, she wants to hear the Prince Prince, but. Well, that can I on the record go.
1: Oh, can I ask a question? Do you guys think it's odd that since the announcement of these two albums were announced, From August 25th to September 30th, Prince has not been, he he has not made a public appearance. And if you're trying to sell not one but two albums on a major label when you have a big corporation behind you, giving you great promotion, giving you great publicity, I just find it odd that he has not shown his face up until now. And to me, I remember when y'all did that podcast about, uh, well, Prince, you know, uh, actively promote his new releases on Warner Brothers. And I think he has gone back to the music is a success upon creation mode and let the uh, the decision makers at Warner Brothers take care of promoting the album. And I think this might be
0: Warner Brothers versus Prince, the sequel in the making. Well, that, that remains to be seen, but in terms of, you know, do I think it was odd? For anybody other than Prince, I would think it's odd. You know, he basically did exactly what I expected him to do, which was not to do any videos, not to do any sort of TV thing. There was a few interviews that dropped that day, you know, in the media. Um, Interviews talking about, you know, kind of interesting sort of things. But when he does do his event, like he did, you know, he did a live event. Again, I see where the mindset is. The mindset, and the guy said in the studio, I don't know if you saw that part, Q, but the guy studio said, y'all are just getting this record. We're already on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And he started playing this fabulous music (laughs) that you're like, what the hell? That ain't... Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't ready for this. This is next. I am. You know? I am. (laughs) Right. I mean, but but that's how Prince normally does it, and that's what he did. So I don't... You know, it's odd for somebody else other than Prince, but Prince did what I expected him to do.
2: Can I just speak on that real quick? I, I listened to that. I mean, I wasn't prepared, okay? And just hearing Prince on the phone, I mean, that part of the video... Putting her performance aside, that was dope. I felt like you know it was nicely, relatively nicely lit. I'm, I assume they lit it; with, it was all lit with natural lights. In other words, they didn't set up their own lights. But I felt like I was there in that portion of it, and in hearing Prince Prince's voice on the phone, you feel like you're there, you know. And but he he's says, not. The
0: most, <laughs> "Huh?" Say, but but he's not. That's funny. Go
2: ahead. Well, no, no. I'm just saying you, you feel like you're there listening to Prince's voice on the phone. You, you're hearing Prince in his natural state, if that makes any sense you know, no put-ons, no costumes, none of that, you just hear Prince talking to people and for me, that was exciting and then he said, do you have that track queued up Josh? My man hit this button and this god, this funky ass beat comes on and then Prince starts singing in that classic, I mean classic era Prince falsetto and for me y'all send your hate mail to me He shouldn't have done that. He he should have kept that until it was ready to be released because that ruined 90% of both of these albums for me because I'm like, why the, excuse my language, why the fuck was not that track on one of these CDs? I'm hooking up my audio hijack right now. I'm going to EQ the hell out of it, and I'm going to try to grab
0: that. That's what he wants you to do.
2: (laughs) That was amazing what he played.
0: Now you didn't hear the slow song that he played. Rocka, rock-a. speak song. on the slow slow jam they played. Yeah, yeah, I love
1: that that slow jam because it sounded like that was John Blackwell and Andrew Goucher, uh, you know, playing underneath Prince's uh, slow falsetto, and to me that is what a lot of fans want to hear more of. And I remember I was listening to the uh, Artificial Age podcast, and I think it was Arthur that said that the gold standard sounds like some Tom Joyner, geriatric family reunion bullshit. <laughs> and I still agree with that because wow. what I, to me, the last couple of years, whenever he has used electronica or... Any electronic modulation in his music I don't mind that he uses it, but I care about how he uses it and the uh and uh the that but not not the uh not the uh storm, but the other up uh, temple joints that Josh played I thought that was it wasn't great, but it was better at. Uh, incorporating modern uh, musical styles into what Prince does so well. So for me, uh, the musicality of those songs are far above and beyond most of the songs on Plectrum, Electrum, and Artificial Age.
0: Wow. All right. Yeah, I, I, I just thought that they sounded exciting. I wasn't really into the one that you like, Q., but I can respect that, uh but that one slow joint that they played that sounds like some very classic vintage kind of prints that I need in my life. So are we talking, talking are
2: we talking Adore classic or are we talking international lover classic or
0: but maybe let's let's stick with uh insatiableish okay rainbow childrenish musically styled
2: now, classic can classic. you give me an idea as to where that occurs on the stream?
0: It actually happens, uh, they actually play it twice. He starts to play it, I think, before that song that you like, and they cut it off, and then they, then Prince gets on the phone and tells him to play it again. So, oh, yeah, it's in that same area. Um, so, yeah, that that was exciting. But, again, that's classic Prince, right? He got that next shit <laughs> ready for you. And it almost feels like, I'm not going to say that's what, I, what he's doing, but it feels like I'm going to hold back my real shit <laughs> and just show it to you real quick. But I'm gonna let y'all go ahead and mess with this little stuff I got here for you. That's I was just like, ah but you know what? That's what he's always done and that keeps us anticipating the next. You know, I just hope we don't have to wait for years before that that stuff comes out. And also, yeah, quick shout out to the MPG, uh Lake said she kept saying MPG Q, but it's the MPG <laughs> quartet, I believe. They were dope. Yeah. They they were dope actually. They were really good. Um what else? I, I did think it was cool though I wish they could have really had somebody who had the history of it really walk through
2: Yes Paisley
0: Park and break down. You know, when she stepped she stepped in front of the Purple Rain motorcycle and she just kept walking. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I say, if nothing else you don't know what that significance of that thing is right there, you know? It's oh like, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? But you know what? when i watched her when she first started i could tell she was extremely nervous um you could hear it in her talking she was was out of breath she really was not prepared for you know okay go and you know being on you know this podcast there's sometimes when i can get nervous so i was i could hear it i was like wow she's really you know in the moment They just kind of threw her in here and okay let's do this and i don't know what kind of prep they had or Obviously, there was no real script or something. And she looked like she's getting direction from somebody off screen. But it was just so like haphazardly thrown together, which is, for us, is disappointing because, you know, here's the thing. And I'm sure he understands this when I say he prints. Uh, his fans know the history. We, we know the significance of things. And for us, so walking down that hallway, that's history. You know those pictures and the monument—that stuff mean we want to. Oh, that's what—that's what you call it. And so when you have somebody that's, you know, not from this world of, you know, the Prince world, and they just, oh yeah, love sex, you know, that you it, be it, like, whoa, it, it seems it comes off disrespectful. Not that yes. she was being disrespectful at all, but uh, as a, some young people, they're just not educated on certain things, right? Um, It'd be no different if you were walking through the Jimi Hendrix Museum and you just was like. Oh yeah, how how they go to the Run DMC part? Like, whoa, wait, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> you you're passing up the Beatles? Pass, you know, what, what, you know, you gotta know what you are doing. So that was sort of a big disappointment. Uh, about I think Questlove would have been perfect. Oh yeah, he, Quest yeah. would have been dope. Yeah, it would have definitely he, been dope. He
1: he clearly understands uh, uh, Prince's uh, achievements and milestones within both black music and pop music. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like, when she mistook Larry Grant for Miles Davis, I don't care how young she is, I don't care how uninformed she is, that is egregious <laughs> to borrow Stephen A. Smith. Like, <laughs> but if you don't know who Miles Davis is, but
0: don't pretend you know who Larry Grant is. But you know what? It just speaks to the artificial age of this <laughs> <laughs> of of a lot of stuff and i imagine if you were to, if you were to pull any you know sort that one of any of these sort of hosts a uh, young host off of tv that probably are professionally a host would probably be clueless to some of those people too i mean they just don't have that the uh, musical history uh past the last 10 years you know and that that's a problem and particularly with Black music, I mean, we just don't, we don't hold up our great ones, man. You know, we celebrate the last ten years. That's it, and then you seem old, you're old, you know. And it's only the the outliners like a Prince or a James or something that they would know who that is, but you know, don't know the history of it. You know, it's the same way. That I'm jump on a rant. This is the same way why that James Brown movie, why we didn't go see that on GP. We, we wanted to argue about. Oh, it ain't from the family or, or, or it ain't from no black person. We're we arguing about the stuff, but we don't respect that's our shit. Like, yo, that's that's some James shit. We just go. You go. You might learn something. So. Same thing with the Jimi Hendrix movie
1: that's
0: opening yeah. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That I don't know. That, Whether yeah. it looks, I can, you, I can say you can argue, but you still got to go. You're supposed to go see it. When they have the. The, Was it the jersey boys or they have they ain't arguing about the no they're gonna go you just, you just go on and see it
2: yeah but they they don't have the rest of the music though i
0: true but hey that is i got like it's, i said you're okay. supposed to just go you know what you go anyway then you go and say well you know what they didn't have then at least i seen it but yeah they could have been better but we gonna yeah. go because we want to see more of those types of movies so you got that's go. true
2: I just they need they needed all the trailers. Well, we're not going to get off on that, but I'm just going to say all the trailers. They make the movie look horrible. I mean, at least the trailers for Get On Up made the movie look good.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying because the movie it is it predates his fame that he won in England. So so it doesn't cover the uh, the fame that he gained from the records that he released from 19. 19- 1957 to 1970, it covers the his days his days as a struggling musician playing at Cafe Wha, where he's backing a lot of R&B luminaries like The Isley Brothers and uh, Jackie Wilson, and uh, you know it covers his military stint in the uh, paratroopers. But but I've seen the film. It kind of looks dreary. It kind of looks like. Uh, a, a movie that it, it looks depressing, like it doesn't entice either a hardcore fan or a casual fan to actually go to the theater and go see it. But it's very rare that you see movies about black women there. Still there?
0: Yeah, we yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I do not hear anything but it's very rare that you see movies about black
0: Historical luminaries, yes, sir. and they're on the big screen. Yes, sir. Tell it, teaching. I was just give me you. <laughs> yes, Deacon. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know,
2: I, I I will admit, I I will go see the movie because I'll be honest with you, um, I don't know that much about Jimi Hendrix. I know his I know his bigger hits, but you know, they were at a time I was coming up. You know, my parents wasn't listening to no rock in in our household so i wasn't listening to rock at all and like i said in the plectrum electrum review i started listening to rock after being introduced to prince Mm -hmm. so i i will go check it out i I hope it's not as bad as it looks i hope andre 3000's performance is a hell of a lot better than what i've seen in that trailer but i will go check it out i I also want to uh add in terms of we were talking about quest love being a good um would have been a good host I I think Dave Chappelle would have knocked it out of the park too.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> he would have clowned those fans though.
0: <laughs> oh my
1: God! Both fans that was in the atrium, they look like trailer trailer whoa, trash. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I man. mean, like, like, look, I, I, like I, don't, I don't, I don't mean to be too denigrating, but both, you know, the the people that went to that concert aren't exactly. The most funkiest people, you know, yeah. when you go when you go to Paisley Park, you want to get dressed, you you want to look fly. This is a major event, and they look like they just dressed
0: to go to the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> the <laughs> views <laughs> and opinions are those. Did he say Piggly, Did he say Piggly? Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen. You know I can't you know, I can't go with you on that, but I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's like, man, they're in Minnesota, and that's not a shot. But I'm just saying, like, that's not uh, New York. It's not L.A. It's not the, some the major cities, and they out there. And my man Prince opened it up. You know, I think it's cultural that there's certain people that get dressed up when we go out to stuff. You know, like oh, you going to the show? Okay, you got to get suited and booted. Or I mean, but some people, you know, it's particularly in, in uh, non-R&B or black type of situation, you know, you wear what you wear. You know, some jeans, t-shirt. You know, I've been to many shows. I'm here in Seattle. I remember w- when I first started going to shows and I'm coming from show, you know, we get, you go to the store and get your stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be in there. Yeah. I'm pressed up and everything. <laughs> and I'm going to one of the little rock shows and they in there with the jeans and t- tore up and t-shirt, all oh, grab you. I was like, okay, well, you know different style same thing with hip-hop right some people be in there looking taupe, some are sagging to the ground but you know i can't hate on the fans man the fans is what was what keeping that place alive man and it was keeping this thing going that's what he's doing it for so i i can never hate on people man that's you know I, it'd be I know it'd be if, if that's if that party was in la it'd be different right it'd be a whole different probably be more of a celebrity sort of crowd in there be a lot more different types of people in there, but it was in Minneapolis, or Minnesota. You know, small little area. There
2: was that. There was that one cat that said he flew in from LA. So I assume a lot of them flew in. I, I don't necessarily. Well, I
0: wouldn't assume a lot of them did, but I, maybe, I would maybe, imagine a couple. But did. I,
2: ultimately, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not going to hit on the fans. You know, they, they, like you say, they. Maybe they just weren't the right crowd. I mean, just some. I would imagine most of those people were there, like, oh, we're going to hear the guy who who did Let's Go Crazy. You know, that's. I think that's the level of fan that that was right there. Actually,
0: I don't think that. I think it was a hardcore. You listen to that lady. She said, we came down here sort of on a whim. We thought, who knew that the gate was going to be open? We just knew that they were doing something and we showed up. Wow. I think a lot of those are hometown people who, you know, Paisley Parker has something. You hear the reports, they don't be packed in there because. They seen it all. Like, they done been there many times. So I think there was some, the hardcore ones was like, they might open the door today. They might let, might might actually let some of us in. I think that's what we saw. They did let people in uh, to come in there, which was, which is cool, right? Like, if I lived there, you would have saw me right up in there, (laughs) trying to holler. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) But, uh. So, yeah, you know, slightly disappointing live thing, but I'm going to be the first one to admit I'd rather see that than see nothing. It was cool cool to see him in the studio. It was cool to see walking through the place. It was as close as I've ever been to the place so far. So, I ain't mad at it for that. You know, do I want more? Yes. Uh, So, there you go.
2: You know, what we should do, Mike, is uh, I, I don't know what the security is like in Chanhassen at Paisley Park. But we should go up there and do a podcast right on the front lawn.
0: it gotta be better than the White House out of the match. I didn't want to go there, but uh I'd be like, yeah, Michael Dean, he just ran in there and was in the elevator with Princeton, <laughs> well you know he he probably got Kevin no, no. all the- you got go ahead no, all you gotta do is just say that you're with kirk Kirk Johnson. hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Tony we we'll left the class. I'm Tony M's nephew. You said I could come down here and get in.
2: Well, no, we go there, bring, bring the cameras and everything. You know someone's going to notice, and they'll be like, who are these guys in Prince Money? Oh, I'll let them in. <laughs> yeah.
0: he, he gave your girl a shot. Why, can't he, why wouldn't he give us a shot? Probably got us on the No Fly zone. And he's talking too much shit on the podcast. Never let them in this moment.
2: Nah. That reminds me of a classic Prince podcast moment. I can't. I'm gonna assume it was Lotus Flower. When, yeah, it was Lotus Flower when the Lotus Flower website went up and Prince opened the doors and he, they were in his room where he has his piano playing and you you asked you asked Big Ken. Shout out to Big Ken. What would you do if you walked across his carpet and unplugged his guitar or something like that? And Prince was like, "Who told you to walk across my carpet,
0: nigga?" <laughs> I remember that.
1: I would hate to be that
0: person, too, boys. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My bad.
1: (laughs) You know what was also entertaining about that live stream? The way that he deals with sound problems, like his onstage facial reactions, whenever he spots, you know, uh, frequencies that are so far out of step that he makes you to look, you know, (laughs) near the near backstage and he was he was looking at Donna's guitar like, damn, girl, didn't you tune up? You know, because like like even when I, when they were playing, what's my name with Kendrick Lamar, but way that her her uh, strumming sounded. It just sounded so so atonal, like like, like hardly any feeling or. Or or attack came from it, and I think I think he may shut the uh, live stream off the tune a guitar because he 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 has a penchant for that stuff. And I just found it pretty entertaining because he has
0: done that before. Yeah, he's a perfectionist, man. You know, some somebody gonna they gonna get into somebody's ass after that. I'm sure. Well, I, Pause.
2: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he would he you would have. It's a live stream, so you would have seen it if it would have shut down, right?
0: Well, I don't. You didn't. uh, Toward the end, it did. It just cut off. Kind of was over. Oh, and then it did like come back on for a little bit, and they just kept playing music, but it never went. Then they just turned it off again. So who knows what's going on with that?
2: I tell you, someone who he did rip a new a new one on. uh, If he watches the playback of this, what's your girl's name, Maya? Ah, nah, he's not gonna do that. She'll never work in that town again.
0: Well, again, it's only him. I would the blame would be on him. I don't. You that,
2: some, he's, he stopped thinking that.
0: <laughs> you never know. I hear what you're saying, though. I would imagine that uh, you know what? It's not. It wasn't her fault, man. She's out of her element. It'd be like you get in somebody else who hasn't, who's never done something like that. I can only imagine, like a live broadcast, and you know, there's probably all these people watching, and it's, it's for Prince, and like, here you go good luck <laughs> I, listen. you're like uh yeah ladies and gentlemen uh you know
2: i just remember i have a i have a boot i think it's called nightclubbing, where he's doing an after show and they're doing performing uh still still withstand all time and you hear him on stage saying i guess someone's singing the wrong lyrics or maybe he's just clowning and he he stops playing he says uh Who's the
1: fool saying will is wood?
2: Right, right, right? Small
1: club. That's a small club. Booth. Small
2: club. Yes, yeah, that's did,
1: what it is. We reviewed yes. that one. Even back in the day, even back in the day, on that uh, the January 30th, of nineteen eighty two uh, controversy tour from New Jersey near the end of the show when they were playing less work, he shot Ron Mark a dirty ass look like he just he was like that death glare. And I don't know what Brown I don't know what Braun Mark did to piss off Prince, but he looked like he wanted to end this show as quickly quickly as he could because he looked, cause Prince looked like he wanted to kill Brown Mark. That's how deathly he takes, you know, perfectionism. Well you
2: know, it, it, it it's, it's funny, um because I was going to make the point that if he felt that, if he feels that way and he's going to call people out on stage during a performance, I just don't hold much hope for that young lady, but you know, not to bring up it seems like I'm always bringing up Mike when we're talking about Prince and it's just, you know, either Mike or James is going to come up in the conversation. But I remember, I forget where, where I saw this, but there was a footage of Michael Jackson on the, either the bad or dangerous tour. And I guess he would have, Everyone huddled in prayer before they would perform, or during a uh, dress change, or something like that. And you can hear, and you hear how Michael handles a situation like that. He, I guess, someone had misstepped on a choreographed sequence or something. And in, in that, in the in the circle, he said he points to the person and says, "So and so." I, I know that you made a mistake, but it's all in love. Um, it's, we're all we're all here doing the same thing. It's all love. Let's just go out there and and make it work. And you know, it's just amazing how some people. I, I'm not saying either person's wrong. Prince has his methods, and he gets it done. Michael has his methods and gets it done. It's just interesting to see the com- the contrast between how they handle mis- uh, mistakes, or and we all know the classic one in the "This Is It" concert.
0: Oh, film. that was hilarious! <laughs> this is, with, where, with love,
2: yeah. Where <laughs> Mike, Michael had every right to go off on that dude. What? I was nine years old making hits when you was still a, a droplet, <laughs> you know. So it's just interesting interesting to see the contrast in um, in methods.
1: I think the contrast is because I think Prince is more hands-on, but like he wrote most of the music, so he's going to have a more direct connection to the way that it is played, musicians either deviating from the arrangement or uh, sticking to the arrangement. And I think Mike, with Mike, he may use a musical director, and Mike will use that musical director to uh, correct mistakes in the music.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, I think, you know too is that uh, i think at least for prince you know he's probably getting cues from what he learned from james brown in terms of watching that situation and james uh, if you know even you looked in the movie he was you know he wasn't playing around like he was gonna lose some pay and i always remember i can't remember which one it is it's one of these classic prince performances and you hear him say doc <laughs> and you know that was somebody who was getting docked in pay like doc you know and he laughs <laughs> he says, it, "Cause it's like I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, you're gonna lose some money, partner. Keep on, keep on playing around. <laughs> this is Prince. Yeah, there's a lot of performances. Purple Rain day, you hear him say, Doc. and it was somebody who was getting back yeah, I mean,
1: their money. What was, wasn't that the White Girls Bootleg where he, where Prince, he yells at Wendy Melbourne, put the motherfucking magazine down,'
0: right? But he's playing. I mean, he's saying it in a funny way. Yeah,
1: but yeah, but my point is, he like, like he'll use." Humor, and he'll even use a mock threat to get his message across. Like he'll use both tactics to discipline musicians, and I think that's fascinating. It's, you know, you you remember uh, like uh, the same way that Kobe Bryant studied Michael Jordan, you know, study his tendencies. You know, that's how I see. Prince when he's leading a band through, uh, through small bands or big bands.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I say, learn, learning those those moves and tactics from from another master, James, and that's how he kept his people in line. And you know, you do the same thing. That's that's all the great ones. Mike did the same thing. He just did it and said it in a different way. But I'm sure it was the same situation. <laughs> Tighten it up, or you know, or you <laughs> you're like this what? is this is real? So I think they both. Doing the same thing, just different ways of doing it, like you said.
2: Yeah, you, you know, I don't know what I was talking about. You're absolutely right because I've seen some clips on YouTube. Mike didn't play. He that 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 uh, sequence I was telling you about where he forgave the the dancer. He must have known the camera was on him, and that was before YouTube was was around. Because I've seen some videos of him at home or read stories about him at home. Yeah, you didn't want to fuck with Mike. <laughs> Soft as he may have come off, you didn't want to fuck with Mike. <laughs>
0: Anything right. with us. Uh, Go ahead. Oh
1: my bad.
0: Well, I was gonna say, man, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. Um, so before we get out of here, uh, Rocker, give us the uh, website address one more time, so people can check you out.
1: Okay, my blog is bloodburgundyso.net. bloodburgundysou dot net. And you can also, also look me up on Twitter at Bash R-A-K-A-B-A-S-H. And Facebook, same thing.
0: All right, man. Thanks for coming through. Really appreciate it. And man. Uh, loved it. All right. Mr. Q Storm, where can they find uh, you, sir?
2: You can check me out at QStorm.com forward slash lightning strikes. You can check me out on Twitter at QStorm3476. Facebook, Michael Jones and check out my um, my website my business site dot uh, qstorm.com
0: all right of course you can check me out at podcastjuice.net also on twitter at podcastjuice And for those who are inclined, please sign up and join Podcast Juice All Access. What is that? Well, it's a great way to help support the site. And I am doing the site as a living now, so I could use all the support. But what it also gets you is um, all of the old school podcasts, a lot of the great uh, Prince podcasts that we've done over the years. Also, some of the other shows that we do, like uh, Geeked Out, Place of This World, those classic episodes. And there's a new members-only show that we do now called High Heel Boots and that show is where we talk about uh, the unreleased Prince songs, some songs that fans don't even know exist, we talk about those, we've got one episode up now, Um, two more will be dropping this week Uh, we did one with the guys from the Music Snobs, which is a really good one so definitely be on the lookout for that and, yo, as we always say around here, work it like a job, we'll see you next time, peace peace